Hi, uh, this is Saratova Best. We are doing a short sheer about guilt, about Jewish guilt and guilt of Jewish women, but we're going to look to turn it all around and provide some techniques of how to work with it and some insights and some Tyra insights all in 25 minutes in Mir Hashem. 25 is Kaisavarhu, it's B'nai Yisrael. So Hashem will bench us with these 25 minutes, Mir Hashem, to come to a conclusion, to come to a place where we're stuck with our guilt and move forward in Mir Hashem. So the first question is this. Is it a mitzvah? Is it a mitzvah to feel guilty? If it's a mitzvah, then we want to do it better. Every mitzvah we want to do better. Hashem says, I give you the mitzvahs so that you should become close to me. And that, and, and therefore do them as shipu, shipu masechem, you know, fix your ways and, and shine up, illuminate your ways that you get close to me, says Hashem. So anything that's a mitzvah, if it is one, we want to do it better. And if it's not one, we want to do it worse. We don't want to do it if it's not a mitzvah, and we do if it's a mitzvah. So our first question is, is feeling guilty a mitzvah? If it is, we're going to have to learn how to do it even better. If it's not, let's drop it. So let me just share with you, Lahavda, a little bit of the science of it for just a minute. And then, again, if science says one thing, who cares? But let's see if the two happen to, to go together. So there, there was someone who some time back did um, uh, an electromagnetic uh, frequency testing of different emotions. And he found that, you know, uh, zero to a thousand, he gave it a scale of zero to a thousand, and 500 was when you're besimcha. You're at a level of 500. What does that mean? It's, you know, how they talk about the vibration of the body that, you know, the immune system and everything else in the system is, 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 is working at a certain frequency. Is it a healthy frequency or an unhealthy frequency? When someone, you know, uh, you know, a very, very special person is at a level of a thousand, this is, this is as high as you could get. I'm saying this is some, some kind of scientific thing. But when a person is the simcha, their whole system is vibrating very, very, at a very healthy level. So that it's all of the cells, the frequency of the cells are all in a very healthy mode. And it it really causes the person to, you know, build more tissue and repair and and be vibrant and create more life and more life force. The Chaibahem. So they measured, you know, what's the opposite of life, Rahman Islam? Zero. Obviously. So simcha is 500, according to their study. They measured anger. Anger was 150. Not such a good vibration. But what were the lowest ones that were really created a frequency in the body that is very not, let's just say in a nice way, not good for the immune system? Shame and guilt. Again, this is not Tarim Nisina, but I'm just saying according to their study. Shame and guilt. Shame, remember, the opposite of life is zero. Shame is 20. Guilt is 30, according to their study. Which means that guilt is not something that seems to make the immune system better. According to this, guilt is not something. So, But if Tyra says to do it, then we have to do it. But Tyra says, live. Live with the mitzvahs. So let's 
let's look for a second at, at guilt. What What is guilt exactly? Guilt is, a, I would say, a, a misresponse to when something went wrong. Imagine the following. person comes in the house. They came in from a car. They have their car keys. They're exhausted. They came from the whole day working, shopping, out, doing. And they're so tired that they opened the fridge to put away all the bags of food, and they ended up putting the car keys in the fridge. That's not the place for the keys, obviously. And they forgot. <laughs> they couldn't find their keys the next time because they put the car keys in the refrigerator. That's not the place to put car keys. So, but it was in response to, this is the way they were feeling. They didn't even think. So what happens with us when we are, when things didn't go right, we somehow have this, almost this expectation that everything should go right in life. Especially the things that we do. How we, how we act, how we treat our families, our friends, ourselves, our, 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 our workers, our, our boss or anything, our teachers, our principals, our, our students, it should go right. We have a certain idea in our mind of what right looks like. And when it doesn't go right and everything's out of sync, out of harmony, there are various responses. Some people will always say it's her fault. It's his fault. It's their fault. Other people, that's just their go-to way that they've been trained in. It's always somebody else's fault. Then there are people who will always say, it's my fault. Some people blame everybody. Other people never blame anybody. They say, it's not nice. Yet, it's not nice. It's not fatal. But other, those people sometimes tend to blame themselves. Something didn't work out right. must be my fault. That's called guilt. Obviously, neither that nor that is the response that Hashem wants. But that idea of guilt, sorry, what is the real response? Hashkach HaPratis. It went this way. And what can I do to fix it now? And what can I do to fix it in the future? What is, is. Should have, would have, could have. We say should have, would have, could have is a Vaidazara. So the guilt is in response to remember Person A walks in the house and they, oh my goodness, uh, I got a parking ticket. I left the car outside for one second and I got a parking ticket. What went wrong? Whose fault is it? Maybe it's nobody's fault. Maybe it's nobody's fault. So the guilt is I feel that something didn't work out and therefore I might use guilt, I, I might use guilt to, to calm myself down and Explain it away. Very good, except for one thing. It's the wrong place for, it's the wrong place to go. It's the wrong place to put this confusion. I have a confusion. Why didn't it work? What went wrong? Everything's not the Seder. Everything's not the Yishabdik at this moment. So what went wrong? Explain it. Explain it. So let's not put the feeling, that emotion, there's a lot of, there's a lot of feeling and a lot of emotion to it. Let's not put it into guilt. Let's not put Ke'ilu, the car keys, in the refrigerator. That's not where they belong. Because it says in Tyra, and certainly it's brought out by the Balatanya, 
when we see that we did something that we, that's not what we should have done, what should we do? What should we do? We should look into what we did, fix it for next time, and, and keep move on. And maybe I'm going to give you a stickler example. When we're doing a mitzvah, when we're doing a mitzvah, it's Hashem saying to us, I want you to be close to me. What is the focus there? Hashem says, me, me, notice me, me, it's me. I want, when you do the mitzvah, this is what I want. I want you to see me, me, Hashem. I want you to focus on me and what I want, and we will have a relationship. So what happens to the person who's feeling guilty? They're noticing themselves. We, we get locked in ourselves. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have done that. Hashem said, no, no, hello, me, me. I wanted you to notice me. That's why I, told, I wanted you to do this. I wanted you to see me. How did, the fo- how did, all, the, how did all the focus get on you? You know, it's like you go to a bar mitzvah. The focus there is on the bar mitzvah bacher. It's his evening. It's his simcha. The whole focus should be on the bar mitzvah bacher. Not on, if somebody starts making a whole, a whole, you know, argument there, or the food was cold and this and that, and the bar mitzvah boy, let's say all his class start complaining about the food, and the bar mitzvah boy has to go and, and calm down all of his, his, you know, the bachram in his class. Ridiculous, right? It's his evening. The focus is supposed to be on him, not on them. So, so guilt means that at that moment, Hashem said, I'm going to make things be out of harmony, out of sync. Didaska. Could you next time do better? 100%. But right now, somehow, says Hashem, it was arranged that it, things are, don't feel miyushabdik. They don't feel harmonious. And therefore, and I'm doing that, Hashem says, so you will notice me. How? You know, why am I doing it that way? You'll understand in Mashiach's Zeitin. But I want you to notice me. How did it become? This is my moment, says Hashem. How did it become that all of a sudden the focus is on you and you're thinking about yourself, yourself, I did, I can't believe it, I did, I did, I did it. This is my moment, says Hashem. And so when the Torah tells us we did something that we feel like we're not happy with it, or something happened and we had a piece in it and we're not happy with it. It's out of sync. It's not, it's not that, you know, there's a certain energy when the person has their first sip of coffee and they, they go like this. Oh, such a meyushabdik feeling of so, you know, such a good feeling. That's not the way we feel when we're feeling guilty. We feel like something went wrong. We, everything's flying. That's the moment. Don't put the blame. It's not why, why, why. What? What to do? It's not why, it's what. You know, there's a source in Tyra that says, when it came to, we have two major chatayim that we did in history. Chet Eitzadas and Chet Egel. We all know. And what does Tyra tell us? Naira lila b'nei adam. Ke'ilu. When it comes to Chet Egel, 
we weren't actually fit. A yid is not fit to such a thing, hate ego. It doesn't suit us. It's not, it's not our style. Because there is a malchaita. It's Hashem Kilu each time. Chete Tzadas and Chete Egel tipped the scale just enough that it wasn't so easy for us to do it the other way. It, it became easier to fall into that pit. And we fell. What was this Shem Cheshpan? That's a whole other shear. Fascinating shear. But so to speak, this idea that the very first problem that was created in history, Chet Etadas, was Nuralila B'nei Adam. Hashem hit the scale, so it was going to be very hard not to fall in. And that is the source. That and Chet Egel are the source of any time we kind of mess things up, it, it comes from that. It's sourced in that. So if that was already, Hashem said, I'm just telling you, you know, it wasn't exactly evenly divided. It wasn't, the scales were even. I, I, I kind of pushed it that it was going to, for, for various, very holy reasons. We have to understand that every time we sort of, Nachamo, we made the same mistake, and we, and we said this, and we did that, and we should not. There are certain times when, we're not understanding that from behind the scenes, it was made not so simple for us to do it, you know, the way, what, what do they say now, now that we're in 2021, 2020 is hindsight. Remember that last year, you know, finally after, you know, who, you know, after anybody who grew up with that saying, 2020 is hindsight, right? 2020 vision is hindsight. You look back afterwards and you realize afterwards, oh, I should have done that. Oh, if you had been there at the moment, it wasn't so simple. So many things, so many decisions we make with our families, with ourselves, with everything. They're not simple at the moment. And if you had been there, you might have made the, it, it wasn't a simple decision and we had a split second to decide. So, with all of this, we see Tyra is telling us guilt is not what is appropriate. Guilt is a focus in the wrong direction. Charata is not guilt. Tshuva is not guilt. Guilt is not tshuva. Guilt is not charata. Cheshvan and nefesh is what did I do? How will I look back and from that move forward with chayas, the chaybahem? I'll tell you a little story. I'll tell you, sorry, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you a little story. There was once a woman who got a call from the, her child's teacher, and the teacher said, you know, I just have to tell you, your child is Pashat Amalach. I want to know what you did to raise such a Pashat Amalach of a child. Unbelievable. So the mother thought, I don't know, she said, maybe I read stories every night, I sit on Shabbos, we, we play, I, I do this, I do that, I make sure I take her to the park every day, I make sure I sit with her, I, I, I don't have a phone available when she's home, I make sure I feed her at 4 o'clock in the afternoon. She said, maybe that? She figured, I guess I did many good things too. Next year, she gets a, a call from the next teacher. Same child, and from her point of view, seeing her child, child at home, no difference. Next year, she gets a call, and the teacher says, excuse me, but I need to know what's going on in your house. This child is impossible. This child is impossible. 
Well, what are you doing in the house that's making such a difficult child? And she thought, oh, I thought it was me. I thought I was doing these all these things to create a malach, and this, and this year I don't have a malach. Maybe it's not me. Maybe Hashem is setting it up. And it's not me. If I'm going to feel, so looking back, if I'm going to feel guilty, I shouldn't have done this and this and this and this and this. Who knows? The laws of nature, the laws of Teva today are so complex. It's virtually impossible to get it all right. It's virtually impossible. And therefore, our response should be, we have to realize that Hashem sets up a certain number of mistakes that he kind of pushes us into per day, per week, per month. And we're going to make those mistakes. Hashem kind of set it up on purpose. You know, all the bowling pins and the bowling alley. These many, three over there and two over there. Hashem kind of sets it up for us. And we are going to make mistakes. And he does not set it up so that we should feel guilty. But he sets them up as a little exercise barrier that when we jump over them and through them and use them, we become much stronger and much stronger in our relationship with Hashem. So the guilt response takes us in the opposite direction. And when our children grow up, seeing that we do make mistakes and we deal with it in a tyrannic way, I did it, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you, and what can we do to fix this now and make this into something that makes our relationship better and to move forward? When our children see that we can do that, then what we've taught them how to deal with mistakes. We don't want to show them they have a perfect mother, never made a mistake. Then they come to raising their own families. They have zero tools. They come up against, uh, come up against a roadblock. What should they do? What should they do? They never learned what somebody, they never saw somebody making a mistake. So they wouldn't know how to fix it. So when we make mistakes and we try to fix them in a tyrannic way, we teach our children valuable skills about how to move forward, how to, how to survive, how to, how to thrive in a way of the chaybahem, in a tyrannic way to do things when things are out of sync to use this as an opportunity towards Hashem in a most profound way. And so, bottom line, there's no place for guilt in this whole thing. Now, before I do the exercise, I'm going to say the following. Hashem has given us the most unbelievable tools for healing and shifting in this generation in the past 30 years that's really miraculous. And therefore, I'm just saying that to do a few sessions, let's say if we're sunk in guilt and we're used to guilt and that's the way we've seen it done and we don't know how to get out of that pattern. So besides the exercises that I'm giving, having a couple of, a few sessions of, of one-on-one work can literally change a person's life, their family, their whole pattern of how they operate and how the family operates. And it literally can be life-saving. So I'll give you my contact information at the end. Or I'll give it to you now, so in case I forget, 347-762-7708, 347-762-7708. I do primarily work with scientifically based kosher methods such as tapping and NLP. These are things that have been proved scientifically and approved by Rabbanim. And so, and, and, and miraculous. 
So now let's go back to the, and my name is Saratova Best, sorry. So now let's go back to the idea of guilt and let's have an exercise right here, right now, that will help us all, a very simple thing that will help us all. And it's based on the idea that just the other night somebody told me that her friend has Kanain Hara, 12 Kinderlach, and, you know, sometimes there's a lot going on. And she says, what she does is she takes her hands and she faces them both up to the ceiling, up to Shemayim, so to speak. And she does an upward movement with both hands. And she says, Hashem, I'm giving it, it to you. Take it, I'm going to sleep. I can't, Alpiteva, I cannot solve this. Take it, I'll go to sleep. And so, and I've, I've worked with this and I've tried this and I see unbelievable results. Because what we're saying is, Hashem, you, this is, this one, I'm not, I'm not going to succeed at this one. And I, I'm going to start a whole, you'll take it, and I know Hashem, you will do it. And I, I've seen in my, myself and other people, there I was sitting on the phone trying to do some kind of a track, transaction with the bank, and it wasn't going anywhere. It was so convoluted. So I took my hands and I went upward and I kept doing upward. I had to keep talking to this representative, but I kept doing the upward movement. And I want you to practice it now. You take both of your hands, face them up towards the ceiling, towards Shemayim, and do an upward movement. And in your mind, Hashem, if you can say it, or in your mind while you're with something else, Hashem, I'm giving this to you. I know you will do a perfect job. And it's an unbelievable thing. Just that little exercise. I just kept doing it, and it was unbelievable how everything worked out. Alpiteva, I do not believe it would have worked out. It was too complicated. But by lifting up my hands and saying, Hashem, for you, it's nothing. It's nothing for you to work this one out. And so just that little exercise, when we feel that I'm about to, either I'm about to do something that I might feel guilty about, or I do feel guilty, Something went wrong. So for me to fix it, for Hashem to fix it, I lift up my hands and I say, Hashem, please fix this one. You're the ultimate fixer. Please fix this one. And I know, Hashem, that you and I are working towards the same goal, to to raise a family and raise a generation of beautiful Erlicha kinder that will light up the world with the light of Hashem Usher in, go dance into your Maisa Mashiach, and we say, please, Hashem, immediately now, we want to be there. No more guilt. We're going. We're going, and we're going to the Chai Bahem. So please give me a call, 347-762-7708. Mit Hashem, we will meet together in the Beit HaMikdash Thanks so much.